Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM Podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing and get real about women in business. Find us wherever you download podcasts, and of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hey guys, how is it going? I'm so happy to be back with you. Before we jump into it, I've had some people say that uh, there's so many new people listening to the podcast lately that I should probably reintroduce myself. So in case you are new, and I promise this will be a condensed version because I know you're probably here to listen to Lauren and learn all about Instagram. Um, I'm going to briefly introduce myself to any new people who are here. So my name is Jesse Grossman. I founded this incredible networking organization and professional educational resource called Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short. Um, we are a group full of women who are so driven and freaking smart and love obsessed with all things influencer marketing. Um, so it's a community where we've got all these resources like a Slack board and a Facebook group and um, masterclasses. And speaking of masterclasses, Lauren, our guest, is teaching one today. If you happen to be tuning into this episode live at 1 p.m. Eastern, and um, you can RSVP to that event at IamWim.com slash events. So if you happen to be like, oh no, I call this episode the day after it aired, don't worry because it's part of being a member or just part of um, checking out our website. You can always watch our masterclasses on demand. So don't worry. You could still check out our site, IamWim.com slash events, and you're going to get to learn all from our podcast guest here, Lauren Posada from Instagram all about Instagram Reels. It's going to be so good, I promise. Tuning in live is awesome though. So if you can, it's way more fun, I promise. (laughs) Anyways, um, so yeah, so we've got uh, masterclasses. We have all the stuff for the community, but like, I don't know, beyond whim, my entryway point into influencer marketing was talent management. Um, I used to work with a ton of the most incredible influencers. Of course, I'm biased. Um, I started an influencer division at a talent agency that I worked at for about six years here in New York. They had no idea what influencer marketing was. They represented actors and directors and were incredibly old school. But I started their influencer division. It was super fun to build something from scratch. And um, I left only to start my own agency. We had that for a few years, built it to about a team of 15. And um, we sold that agency. And all the while I had whim. So in the middle of the pandemic, when I was like, hmm, what do I do next? I turned down some very generous offers because I felt like my entrepreneurial journey wasn't done. And I felt like there was so much that I wanted to explore with whim that I simply never had time to do beforehand. So now I've been doing whim for about a year and a half, like pretty full time. I mean, full time, except of course, there's always other businesses that I'm exploring. So um, in the past, like I don't know, six to 12 months, I've also started recruiting influencer marketers and I also do coaching that I love. So there's always new things popping up. I told this to my, my influencer clients and I try to practice what I preach, which is it's so important to have additional revenue streams. And if you're like, 
slightly or fully ADD like I am, <laughs> you just like need to pursue different things all the time. And I always love building things. And eventually those things that you build, they sort of run on their own. And then I'm sort of like, well, what next? Like, what do I do now? We miss such an exciting project. And uh, there's always so much to build. I'm talking about creating a WIM conference. We're talking about creating a WIM retreat for for more uh, senior level folks in the community. And um, we have so many things on the horizon. Our new website is going to be launching soon. So anyways, if you're not a member, like definitely check it out. Um, of course I'm biased because I love the community, but, um, it's just such an incredible group of women to be part of. You can cancel at any time. So it's very low pressure, low stakes. And like the, the price to, you know, become a member is like nominal based on, especially based on everything that you're going to be getting in return. Um, this is not meant to be a pitch about whim, but like, I don't know. I love it. So of course I'm going to talk highly of it. Anyways, our guest today, Lauren Posada, was introduced to me by other people that I knew at Instagram. I was a little desperate to get Instagram more involved in WIM, if I'm being honest. And I was like, I just want, I want to hear directly from Instagram. And I would love to have them teach a masterclass for us. So I spoke with my friend there. She was on maternity leave and she's like, let me find the perfect person for you. So she ended up connecting me with Lauren and such a good recommendation. She's so knowledgeable. She's passionate. Uh, she has a really great story. And you're going to hear all of that in today's podcast because the masterclass is all about you know reels and the product and Instagram. But I wanted to get to know Lauren a little bit more. So I asked her to come on the show and she's like, yeah, I would love to. And I love that she just says yes to so many things. And so so you'll hear from her today. She's based in LA now, a recent transplant from a few other cities that you'll hear about. And uh, and yeah, and oh my gosh, Lauren was like recruited to Instagram, like got an email from Instagram asking if she would be interested in like having a conversation. What an incredible moment that must have been. And we talk about it in this episode. Um, if you haven't sent us a review, definitely do so. We so appreciate it. Share this episode with people that you think would enjoy hearing from Lauren. Come to her masterclass. Check out our website. We'll link everything below. Don't worry about it. Well, I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Miss Lauren Posada of Instagram, who is generous enough to come and like chat with me today uh, on like a more personal, like I want to get to know you basis, and then have an event that uh, a masterclass actually that Lauren is coming and teaching all about Instagram Reels. Um, so before we get into all of that, first and foremost, I just want to welcome you. How are Thank you? you? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be here and to um, speak with you and and your community that you've built. Yeah. 
Well, I know they're going to be excited to hear from you. It's been lovely getting to know you over the past few weeks of planning this masterclass. And I'm grateful that like pretty last minute, I was like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And you were just like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh my God, you're the best. Thank you. Great. Oh no, I'm so glad it all worked out in terms of the timing and everything. Same. So Lauren, you're based in California. You work at Instagram. Mm -hmm. We know like you on paper. (laughs) I would love maybe a great place to start is to just tell our our listeners like a little bit about you and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, of course. So yes, my name is Lauren Posada. Um, Maiden name Coley. I recently was married. So I guess most of my professional identity up until about six months ago was Lauren Coley. Um, and I am from Los Angeles originally, um, lived here most of my life, went to UCLA for undergrad and started my career at Hulu um, in an integrated marketing role, connecting our advertising our advertising partners with sponsorship and co-marketing opportunities on Hulu was there for about five years and um, decided to move into, or I, I wanted to move into more of like a brand management, brand strategy role. So I went back to business school. I went and got my MBA at Duke. And um, while I was there, I recruited for CPG brand management. I did an internship at Frito-Lay on the Lay's potato chip brand, which was so much fun. I got to you know, go into like the like secret chip kitchens and see how they make like all the different like flavors for Lay's potato chips. <laughs> really like unique experience. There's <laughs> secret chip kitchens. You there's can't a secret say that. Possibly I know. There literally is like a chip lab on their campus in Plano, Texas. It was very cool. Um, so, like, I remember <laughs> trying a potato chip that tasted like a taco and it had like like you could literally taste the like lettuce, the tomato. It was so interesting. Like the food science behind in CPG products is fascinating. So <laughs> I did my internship there. And then I met someone, <laughs> met my now husband, Daniel, and he was moving um, to the Bay Area. And so I decided to re-recruit um, to follow him back to California, though California was you know my home. So I was really excited to get back to to California um, and moved to the Bay Area. And I worked at Clorox um, in Oakland for a few years. And I was on Kingsford Charcoal. So I've really been on uh, like a variety of different brands, um, (laughs) doing brand management and brand strategy for for Kingsford. And while I was there, I was reached out to um, by Instagram for this role and actually joined Instagram to do business marketing for Instagram stories um, at the time. And I joined March of 2020. So right in the pandemic, like didn't even get to go to the office, had to wait a few weeks to even be like receive a computer to be onboarded because my start date was March 23rd, 2020, um, which as many of us can remember was like the thick of just, you know, companies not even knowing like what, how long we were going to be remote, um, onboarding, you know, me into a new role. That was, (laughs) it was fun, fun times, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. and, And that summer, uh, we started to, we launched Instagram reels in August of 2020. And so I was there, um, you know, part of the team that helped launch it. And, um, from the business marketing perspective, help understand like how reels could be valuable for our business community on Instagram. And so, yeah, I've, I've been working on reels since August of 2020. I still support our other formats like stories. Um, but 
Reels is really kind of what Reels is like my my baby. It's it's what I've been working on for <laughs> for the past few years, and it's it's just been a lot of fun. And I recently relocated from the Bay Area to Los Angeles, so moved back home. Um, and yeah, I that's that's kind of a bit about me and my my journey till now. <laughs> well, it's so cool. I must have been really flattering to be reached out by Instagram after yes. your career. Tell me what that was like. Yes. Um, I, honestly, I will actually never forget receiving the email from recruiting. I was at dinner. I think it was like December 26th. It's like so funny that I remember these dates, but they were, it was like specific. Cause it was like right after Christmas and I was with my husband at like a nice dinner and I got an email from a recruiter, you know, asking if I'd be interested in speaking about a role at Instagram, doing marketing for Instagram stories. And I was like, um, this sounds like my dream job. <laughs> like, wait, I can't believe is this true? Um, went through the interview process and it was very delightful, like interview process, um, at, I guess what was formerly called Facebook, but now meta, um, my, the hiring manager, he was wonderful. Um, he's no longer at Instagram, but I uh, remains to be a dear friend and a great mentor. Um, so really, really enjoyed, um, my time with him as a manager and he really helped set the stage of what working at, um, Instagram could be about like what I could bring to the table, what perspectives, um, or what was valued about my experience. And even though I wasn't coming directly from tech, I feel like my fresh perspective of, and different thinking of working on more of the like client brand side it was really valued when I joined. Um, I would love to hear like, so you get reached out to by what seems like your dream job. If I were in your shoes, Lauren, I would literally be like, is this like, a, am I getting hacked? Like, oh my gosh, a, I know. Like a hoax? <laughs> like this can't be real. I, I'm like the critic of all critics and skeptic, I guess, of all skeptics. But so you realize obviously that it's real and they go through this lovely interview process and like, but it must've been quite the transition, especially mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And now, you know, you ended up relocating mm -hmm. again, like talk us through just, you know, the realities of that transition and what that maybe felt like going through it um, yeah. as, a, as a woman in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, I remember my first day at Meta, it was like a virtual orientation and they, I think one of the first things in orientation they talk about is imposter syndrome is real. And to like, to try to, I guess, put that in like the, the passenger seat and like, and really like you're here for a reason you, you know, you were hired for a reason and, um, you have definitely skills and things to bring to the table here. And I, I would say I definitely experienced like I've, I think I've experienced imposter syndrome in like every new environment I've, I've put myself in, whether it was like probably even starting like in college to at Hulu and business school and finance classes that I had never, like I, I was in marketing. I didn't really have that, you know, background and experience, but coming into meta, I sometimes questioned like, you know, is this the way that they do things here? But I quickly learned that offering new perspectives and new ways of doing things. Like my team was very open to new ways of approaching problems and solutions and, and also new ways of marketing. Um, I think like also being at a company that's so big, like Meta, some of 
the marketing that we need to do is, is also like internal marketing. Um, so learning how to navigate this very complex organization, um, understanding how to, to capture attention and break through even, even internally was like a big learning curve, but something that like, I felt really motivated and excited by like trying new things, particularly in like an internal marketing setting, it felt like safer to like fail or or do things differently because it wasn't necessarily putting our external brand on the line. But yeah, I I felt very supported here. And I have a a team of actually, my team is almost is all women right now. I'm trying to think if there is any men on our team, like we're just a group of really supportive women. And I'm really grateful for that because I do feel really empowered. Um, care. (laughs) Well, that's like, you're speaking my language, like being, you know, part of WIM and, you know, that's definitely part of our mission. It's amazing. Not only to hear that so many women are being, you know, put in wonderful positions there at Meta, but also that you all are so supportive of each other. I'm like such a huge proponent. I always say like, wouldn't it be incredible if not only you were successful, but at the top, you had all of your, your besties, like all of the women that you respected and love and adored. And you're all just up at the top successful together. Like how great would that be? And like, I don't know about you. I didn't, I didn't have mentors that taught me that. Um, the women that I looked up to and that I wanted to be my mentors and many of them were like, it was all cutthroat, very competitive. Um, what was your experience in terms of like the women that you looked up to or looked up to? Yeah. I've had always really supportive managers. I feel like I should send all my former managers a link to this podcast (laughs) after, but I, I am so grateful for always having really supportive women in my life who always supported me and in my current career, but were like, asking me questions about what I wanted to do long-term, what, what I wanted, to, what new experiences I wanted. And they were actively seeking those new experiences out for me, which was, I'm so grateful for. I, I haven't really been in a competitive female or, or like um, environment where like women are competing against each other. I think um, even something here at Meta that I've, I've realized is it's possible to like have career growth, even if um, like layers are, are put above you. Like meta is relatively flat to begin with, but like you can actually have career growth and progression without even like becoming a people manager or like there's, there's ways to do that as an individual contributor. So it's, it's really great that there's just a variety of like career opportunities and career growth opportunities at meta. And now that I'm here, um, I see this as like this wonderful, like jungle gym that I can kind of like bounce around. I've been on the Instagram uh, team, the business marketing team, you know, for the past two over a little over two years. And, and I don't intend on making any moves anytime soon, but I, I love being at a place where I know that if I did want to take on new career opportunities or new, or, or move into a different, um, I guess, team within the company, that was something that like, I could take advantage of, which is really exciting. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like just knowing that as your career trajectory goes along, that there are opportunities for you to evolve and change and opportunities Mm -hmm. that can be like given to you that they're open to that. Um, and look as, as like, I mean, Instagram and well, Facebook is what, like, 
like, I mean, going on 20 years old at this point. Cause probably, I know that yeah. probably cause I know like the news came out yesterday about Sheryl Sandberg yes. stepping down. Uh, and they were saying that she was there for 14 years. So I'm just trying to do some math and say, yeah, like, I know about 20 years. And I Maybe. guess like naturally it would evolve so much yeah. over that time. So anyways, it's it's lovely to hear that there are opportunities for you. I would love to hear from you just like generally in business as you've navigated your career. I know that there are some people listening and maybe like mm-hmm. partially me even if I'm being honest, like that sounds like a great job just like working for Instagram such a cool company like you could be at the forefront of so much innovation Mm -hmm. like you're just like privy to and like (laughs) you have so much impact in something that affects so many people like how cool is that and some people I'm sure are watching and whether they'll admit it like me or not like that is a great like it's very exciting to see what you're doing and maybe people want to follow in your footsteps or learn from you at the very Mm -hmm. least what have been some of your biggest lessons learned in business? That is a great question. I think um, some of my biggest lessons learned is we often have like ideas for our marketing or ideas for new projects or solutions. Um, but I think always focusing on like the end customer needs and using their um, like meeting consumers needs as, as like the core guiding light and inspiration. I feel like if it's always grounded in that customer insight, it's no regrets work. Um, because we're often, you know, faced with like trade-offs of, or prioritization of products or projects, um, or, or campaigns. And I think if it's always grounded in that consumer insight, um, it's defensible and, and it, it is no regrets work. So I think, you know, making sure that I always listen to my my consumer gut. Um, I feel like that's kind of like what got me into marketing is this like consumer empathy and, and trying to put myself in the customer's shoes or understanding how we can um, make a product or experience better for them through marketing. Um, and so I, that's kind of what I've held with me and, and tried to remind myself, you know, each day or each time that I'm, I'm working on a new a new project is like, what is the, what are we solving for, for customers? Are we really like making their lives better or their, their, in my role in more of like a B2B role, are we making their job dis- better, their decision-making easier? Um, how are we helping facilitate those things? So that's kind of what I fall back on. Well, I, I love that. I think that's like a really interesting segue to, to just talking about like trends perhaps, mm-hmm. right? Like what you're seeing out there in the marketplace, like are there, and you know, when you talk about reels, which is your zone of genius in the past, like year-ish that you've been exclusively working on Instagram mm-hmm. reels, it's so much is like about trends and trends, you know, just like taking on a life of their own. So mm-hmm. I would love to hear like, are there any specific trends that have stood out to you lately? On reels or in the or in the industry more broadly, would you more in reels? Is that what you're curious? Yeah, I would say like specifically in. Well, now you got me thinking. I I was originally (laughs) asking in terms of reels, but yeah, I don't know. Take it, take it wherever you want it. No, I mean, let's say reels. I think something that reels is. I mean, I love watching reels. I'm sure many of your listeners um, have seen, you know, reels. 
uh, really blow up on, on Instagram recently. Reels actually now makes up like 20% of the time spent on Instagram. So it's definitely, it's hard to miss, um, the reels in your, in your feed or in the reels tab. But I think something that I've seen, um, businesses and creators lean into is using voiceover, um, for like edutainment. Um, you know, many businesses, again, this is always coming from, cause I work on more of the business marketing side. So I'm, I'm constantly looking at how, how brands and businesses are using reels to, to grow their audience or reach new customers. And businesses oftentimes want to teach their customers new things or inspire their customers to use their products in interesting ways or, or draw an audience in using, um, insights, um, about the industry or the category and voiceover, I think is a great way to, to do this. And I think using like people first narration styles are, are gaining traction also even in advertising that we've seen. So, um, featuring people in creative, like speaking directly to camera, um, having more like raw unpolished content versus, um, maybe traditional brand advertising that is a bit more polished or produced. Um, I think, and, and leaning into, I guess, like the voiceover creative tool that Reels offers is something that I've seen a lot of recently. And I think it's, it, it is, um, you know, serving businesses well and helping them um, use Reels in, a, in an interesting way, I guess, outside of like maybe popular music. Um, because audio is, of course, a key element of Reels, but it doesn't have to be, um, you know, the most popular like artists new song they can actually lean into voiceover to get their key messages across Mm, that's so interesting I haven't really heard much about like I haven't heard people explicitly talk about that but Mm. it makes a lot of sense um and I've certainly seen it you know firsthand so it's really cool to hear that from you it's certainly a trend um Mm -hmm. but also I appreciate that you're coming from the business side of it as Mm -hmm. well um and always again like you mentioned like looking at how businesses can maximize reels so um absolutely that's so interesting Mm -hmm. and then like similarly um I'd love to hear like do you feel like there's any like misconceptions about reels that people are just like, oh, reels are this or reels are that. And you're like, no guys, I want to clear the air. Like this is the truth. And this is what is actually happening. And I want to tell you X, Y, Z. Are there any of those? Totally. I mean, I think one of the most common questions I get for reels is like, how do I, how should I use reels for my business or what's the best way to succeed? Like basically people are asking for like the secret formula of like what, what gains traction with reels or what should, what should a business be doing in reels in order to, to get discovered to reach new audiences. And the truth is there is no right way to create a reel. And I think there is this conception that like a story or, or a reel needs to be more complex. Like it needs to have, um, like, more sophisticated editing tools, or it needs to be a complex story. It has to have that element of surprise. Um, and I think if you think about like a story, a short story can just be a few seconds. It can be before and after. It can be a story about the fragrance I wore on my wedding day. And and here's why. Um, every story just needs a good beginning, I think, to like hook the audience in. So I think it's really important to, to hook the audience up front. 
But to really, what I try to tell businesses is letting go of like the, this desire to like play to like a formula for reels or like, a, a, or try to, you know, have some silver bullet of like what really like would be successful. It's all about like having fun and experimenting and seeing what works for your, for your audience. And I really also encourage, um, businesses, if they're looking for inspiration on what to create, to look to their community, to look in their comments, to potentially post a question sticker and stories, ask your community what they want to see from you in reels. Um, there is certainly several businesses that, you know, think that they're in a category where they, that people don't want to see fun and entertaining content from them. And we actually have research to show that that's not true, that, that people want to see humorous, lighthearted, raw, real, unpolished content from brands and that they're more likely to even purchase from brands that type that post this type of content. So if you're working on a brand that you feel like, you know, this more like real, raw, entertaining, unpolished type of video content doesn't fit your brand's personality, I challenge you to um, think again. And, and, and also entertaining doesn't have to be, um, I guess, entertaining in classic sense and what we think about it. it like education can be, um, educational content can be entertaining. Relaxing content can be entertaining. Things There's different emotions that you can like evoke that I, I think give a sense of, of being entertained um, beyond just like comedy, humor, dance, performance. No, I, I love that. And you know what I also think is interesting too? I know a lot of our members and certainly a lot of our listeners, they're small business owners, you know, mm-hmm. like they own their own business and in influencer marketing, whether a talent manager or they own their own like digital agency. And mm-hmm. it's like this weird like dichotomy. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, you know, you work in influencer marketing. So there's like this weird pressure where it's like, oh, well, my Instagram should look as beautiful and perfect mm-hmm. and whatever as an influencers. And I'm like, you're not like, you know, we're all influencers in our own right. But like, I appreciate that you're saying what I heard you say is like, ask your audience. There is no silver bullet because every audience is different. Yeah, and so like, just like maybe like alleviating that pressure to be like everybody else. And instead, like ask the questions and try to figure out what your audience wants. Um, is there anything else that you want to like add to that? No, I think you, you definitely nailed it. I think that, you know, your community is like the best source of inspiration and, um, you will find insightful, insightful ideas, um, within, within the com- within your comments, um, themselves. I think it's, you know, also, you know, taking inspiration from other creators within the community, but giving them credit where credit is due. You know, if you see a creator that, Reels, I like to say that in reels, like um, mimicry is like the sincerest form of flattery. Like it's okay to borrow things from the community. I I definitely encourage you to give credit to creators, um, you know, that maybe started a trend or that where you got the inspiration from. But, um, you know, there's so much inspiration on Instagram um, to begin with. So I encourage you to kind of, you know, put your spin on things. even using tools like Remix is a great way for you to put your own creative spin or take onto something that's already been posted. Um, so if you're if you're struggling for like what is or like to post something new that's never been done before, like 
I encourage you to remix someone else's content um, to play off of what they've created. And I'm also going to like tease a little bit of your masterclass too. Yeah. What I, one of the things I love about what you are about to go over, um, again, if you're listening to this episode live, then uh, Lauren's uh, masterclass is going live at the end of today. Um, and of course, like they're always available on replay as well if you happen mm-hmm. to not be free. But I love that it's, you know, when we sort of discuss like what would the topic be, I was, I thought it was so cool to see it come to life and have it not just be about like what brands should be doing or what influencers should be doing, but it's like, get your hands dirty and like, and, and learn about the tool yourself and experiment and stuff. And I, I just, I really appreciate that because again, I see so many small businesses, um, who are very much focused on their clients or the influencers, Mm. like everybody else that they work with and maybe intimidated, or I don't know what the reason is, but they're nervous to sort of dive into it themselves. And I love that you sort of give us this permission, not like we needed it, but you give us the permission to have more fun. Um, and I, and you're saying that, you know, that tends to be broadly speaking what people on Instagram want to see anyway. So like, thank you for giving us all permission yes. to do that. I'm have fun, experiment. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just really encourage you to, you know, we all have this desire to, you know, do things right. I think that's like human nature. Like you want to like figure out the right way or you want to, but I, I'm myself, I've been working on reels for two years and every time I post a reel, I get a little bit better, but like, I, I also, you know, learn a new creative tool or I get a little bit more polished or tight on how I like create a transition, but you know, it's all about practice and uh, practice makes perfect, even though there is no perfect way (laughs) to create a reel. You're like practice things perfect, but there's no such, but thing, there's as no such thing as perfect. So just <laughs> test and learn, experiment and have fun. Remember to have fun. <laughs> I love it. Okay. In that spirit, I would love to hear, cause for a lot of women in our group, they're unapologetically wanting to like grow their business, make lots of money. Mm. Like I love that as part of our group. We're a female-oriented organization and some women historically, they're like, I don't want to talk about money. And I'm like, let's talk about money. Like this is yeah. business and want to be successful, I wonderful. I, I love that Instagram has been leaning into all these ways to monetize from Instagram, some directly, some indirectly. Mm-hmm. Can you, Would you mind just like rattling off a few sure. ways that people can monetize from Instagram? Absolutely. And I love that you are talking about money and like uh, opening up that conversation for women because I don't think we do that enough. So I think that's um, awesome that you're like creating a platform for that. Um, So I will preface my, I'm going to rattle off a few different ways that you can monetize on Instagram, but I'm going to tell you a place that you can go to learn more. Um, So if you go to creators.instagram.com forward slash earn dash money. You can learn about all the different ways that you can monetize or and earn money um, from, you know, building your own personal brand on Instagram. So the first way that um, you can earn money, you can earn money through branded content. So partnering with your favorite brands and creating content that resonates with your community. We also have badges in live 
People can buy badges to support your live video in real time um, while also connecting you with your biggest fans. We also have shopping um, products. So you can use your community to grow your business by promoting merch from your own shop if you have merchandise. Um, we also have bonuses where you can get created, rewarded for creating something new or that your community loves. And we also have subscriptions. So you can earn recurring monthly income by offering exclusive content and experiences to your most engaged followers. I believe subscriptions is currently in an invite only um, stage right now, but overall, Instagram is very invested. Instagram and Meta holistically is really invested on um, helping creators make a living on our platforms and really being the best place for creators to grow and monetize their career. So um, these are just a few tools. And we're this is a space that um, I know that we have teams dedicated to innovating in this space. And I think we've publicly said as a company that we are spending a uh, billion dollars, I believe, this year um, in investing in back into creators. So definitely encourage you to head to that creators.instagram.com site so you can learn more about the different monetization opportunities for you. I love that so much. And of course, we'll have that link dropped in um, the show notes so you guys can check out that link. Um, I love a good resource. So thank you for sharing it. Yes. And like, part of the many reasons why I was like, no, I want to like, if we're going to talk about reels, there are a lot of self-proclaimed experts out there, Lauren, I'm sure you've mm. heard of them and come across them. I was like, no, I want to hear from someone fabulous at Instagram directly. <laughs> and the same goes for that resource. You know, I was like, I don't want to like, sure. It's cool to hear like what someone's experienced personally, like we're all learning from each other. And I think that is great. But I was like, I, I just, I want to hear from, from you guys. Directly, yeah, so we have that, that resource. And um, I'll also share, there's another resource called Creator Lab um, that's also on that creators.instagram.com website. But it's a whole uh, series of video courses and educational videos on not only how you can make money, but how you can stay safe on Instagram, how you can protect your mental health, how you can... Um, you know, even being a business owner or like, or being a, a creator and what everything that comes with, with that. So I, I highly recommend, um, checking out all of the different resources for offers for creators, particularly if you are yourself, um, building your own personal brand as a creator on our platforms. We also have our business, um, website that if you are more of like a small business or traditional small business that has, uh, let's say, you know, a product or your, you know, you have your own product or service business.instagram.com. We have a variety of resources for businesses there as well. But in today's world, there's a lot of overlap between creators and businesses because yeah, it's just kind of the industry's converging in that way that creators well, themselves love, are like small businesses. Yes. I love that you bring that up. And I think that's sort of like, that's, that's a sense that I've gotten. It's great to hear you have that observation as well. Um, but of course that's also like the lane that you, that's like, that's your role at Instagram, you know, it's on the business side of real. So I, I find that really interesting and, you know, businesses are billion dollar businesses or like small businesses that turns into billion dollar businesses, hopefully, but you know what I mean? So, um, no, I think that's, that's great. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, I, I was so excited when subscriptions rolled out mm. I was like, oh, 
here we go. Like this looks good. Like what a cool tool. And then I saw, of course, that it was like for a handful of people to start, Mm. but I had to subscribe to one or two of them to just like experience what it Mm. was. And then someone who I adore, who's also a member of WIM got access to it. And so I pay for her. Like part of it is just to like support her and what she's doing. But part of it is like, no, I like tune in all the time. I have my post notifications set up. So when she posts something, I always got it anyway. And I was like, no, I want some exclusive content from her. So like, I think it's an awesome idea. I will very much like, I hope that like more people that I know get access to it because I think it's one of those really cool, exciting tools. Like anything with like exclusivity to it, you're like, oh, I get access to this. Like that's fun. Yeah, absolutely. That is very cool. I think there's so much exciting stuff happening in the creator monetization space. And I do believe I've seen even our leadership have been really inspired by like their vision in this space. Um, I guess another. I mean, it's, it's connected to this, um, Adam Masseri, he's the head of Instagram and he just did a Ted talk, um, on, on kind of like the future of what the future world of like creators could be also a a plug for that, because it was so interesting to hear his, um, his vision for the future of like what it could mean to be a creator, um, in like in tomorrow's world. And so another plug, because it's just a really good listen. And yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I will definitely drop a link to that too. I've, I've watched about half of it so far. I got like my ADD brain got distracted. So I have to finish the last half of it. It is, it's really good. It's very interesting. Um, and just to see sort of like where your priorities are as a company. Um, and look, I think it's so important for influencer marketers, of course, to like be, to know what direction the company is going. Um, and Instagram, at least like in, in, from my perspective, for most of our members is like the number one platform where the most business is being done. So yeah, to just know like where, um, where to keep an eye on and like what exciting is coming out next. I think like one of my last questions for you today, and I hate that we're running out of time, but of course we're going to have this masterclass coming up as well. So this is just like a little teaser for that and an invitation for everyone to tune in there as well. Yes, Instagram is amazing. Social media apps, like there's so many social media platforms that are amazing. Besides Instagram, besides even social media apps, what is your favorite app on your phone uh, (laughs) that you use personally? I know that's such a good question. And I honestly... Like I use Instagram so much. I not, I'm just like the biggest Instagram fan, but I looked like, um, in my, my phone, like where, where have I like, cause in, I have an iPhone and so you can scroll back to see what other apps are open and calm. I love calm. So I use, I pay for the subscription for calm. Um, I use the calm app to sleep. Um, cause I'm probably like staying up way too late on Instagram, like looking through stories or or watching too many reels and I need to like turn my brain off. Um, and so I pop on the, the calm app. They have like a great calm Island, (laughs) um, sound, you know, soundtrack that really keeps me, puts me to sleep and keeps me asleep until the next morning. So yeah, I love, I love a good mental health, um, you know, or app like like calm so I love it no that's so good I know a lot of people who like started with calm and they're like all right I'm in the the mindset to start meditating start you know like really focusing on my mental health and then I find people like 
let their subscription lapse or whatever yeah. the case may be. Like, do you feel like you stick with it? Like, do you feel like your, you know, these these positive uh, in- things that you include in your life, such as calm, like, do you ever you struggle to keep up with it, or is it pretty easy for you? Honestly, so meditation, I am, I have struggled to keep up with. Like, I, tr- I really tried to get into it, but I think it takes. I think it's one of those things that you have to like do every day, almost like you have to like practice meditating and I'm just, I'm not great at it. Um, so I really prefer just more of like the sleep sounds. Um, and I find them to be like, they're, I really enjoy them. I, they have different, I I think white noise, just, I I heard that white noise is like something for your brain to focus on. So even if there are any other like sound disruptions, like your brain is focusing on like one repetitive sound. So it, it like is less likely to be disturbed by another sound. I don't know if that's true. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it works for me and, and it's also something that works for my husband. And so since we are, you know, sleeping in the same bedroom, it is really nice that we have one thing that we can both agree on that puts us to sleep. So I, that's, that's important. You know? That's important, man. Some people will be like, Oh, like one likes to watch the TV and one likes it dead silent. Totally. So if you guys can agree on that. Fantastic. That's <laughs> and, and honestly, just like, just you as an individual, you're like, you know, this happens to work for me. If it does, fantastic. Um, and like, and you know, good for you. And I don't know, I just like to always be like, easy on people too. Cause we've had people, especially in whim be like, Oh, like I want to have more work-life balance. I want to be more centered and grounded and I'll use this tool. And then I get off track and I'm like, yeah, let's just get back on track again. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you've lost it forever. Um, but as busy professionals, like Things like that are important. So if you can pick it up again, then do. So with that being said, Lauren, so nice to have you on today. I am so excited for all of our listeners to hear more from you. Um, First, I guess with our masterclass, which is Instagram Reels, um, putting your business in action, which is on June 7th. um, And you can find all information on that on our website, which is imwim.com slash events. Um, But then I'm sure they are just going to be excited to like see you around the community and stuff. So if any of our members would love to get in touch, like learn more about Mm -hmm. what you're doing, the incredible work, is there like, um, a social media, uh, I'm sure going to say, you know, my Instagram, but maybe not like, is there, you know, email LinkedIn? Um, what do you prefer if people would love to get in touch with you? I think LinkedIn is great. Um, if you'd like to, to get in touch, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lauren, Coley Posada. My, I, I still have my, my maiden name in parentheses right now, just since I've built up most of my professional career under, under my, my Coley brand. Perfect. Well, we will link your LinkedIn. Great. Um, it's the place even to find Instagram professionals. Everyone's on LinkedIn. If Absolutely. You're so. Yes. No, yes. I, I, I've gone back and forth between like making my, my profile public and, and, but I also, I think, Right now, I just enjoy, you know, engaging with my my close friends and 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 family on Instagram. No need to apologize. <laughs> like honestly, like protect your space. Seriously, well, and, 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 and I think people have the choice. That's what's so great about Instagram. You can, um, I mean, I still use it. I use it as a platform to connect with my close friends and family, and 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 also engage with creators I love. Um, but of course, it's a great tool too if you want to be a creator and you want to grow your audience. Um, there's absolutely ways to do that. 
reels being one of them. So <laughs> highly shameless encouraged. Plug. Shameless, shameless plug. Shameless. Yeah, shameless, not shameless. <laughs> I, it's perfect. I love it. And um, so we will link all of that below. Again, though, like check out Lauren's masterclass. It's going to be so good. June 7th. We'll link everything that you need to know about it below. Lauren, thank you so much again. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, And to everyone else listening, watching, we will see you guys next week. Thanks guys. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at Iamwim.com. Leave us a review, a rating, but the most important thing that we can ask you to do is to share this podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.